Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Hi, yes, I'm Sue Rose Minahan, founding host of Talk Cosmos, and Talk Cosmos is weekly leading edge conversations awakening your authentic self for soul growth and we have panels weekly and the ongoing one which will be the moonbeam team today and we're talking about the season of the moon and the moon season today that storyline that is affecting us as below as above the hermetic code is with Aquarius and Leo. There's a new moon in Aquarius that happens to also celebrate Chinese New Year. Yeah, and that isn't necessarily always the subject today. It might be that the panelists will decide to engage in that thought. It is where every year it's in a new animal of the zodiac for the Chinese. And this year is the water because they go along with their thinking of the elements. There's five elements in the Chinese. Here I'm talking more about it than I thought, but the point is it's a tiger. It's the third one. So that could be an overlay just to share that this Aquarius new moon, regardless, also of every year celebrates the Chinese New Year itself. So it's a retake on life. That's one of the themes we might say. And the Leo moon, the full moon, full moon's always offer us the flowering of what we seeded and an opportunity to review it and think, mm, yeah, I like this and yeah, I don't know about that. So at any rate, those dates I will say before I sign off in my little intro here is that the new moon in Aquarius, which is 12 degrees, just slightly over 19 minutes, is going to be December 2nd, not December, eh, fast forward, January, February, okay. February 2nd, in a few days, not long. And two weeks later on the 16th, it's going to be that full moon in beautiful Leo that reflects the sun. The sun rules Leo. And it's going to be 27, almost 28 degrees. So we're kind of going to call it probably 28 degrees. All right. We are now ready for the Moonbeam team, and thank you so Relating much. Relating to the sun and moon's on. energies, including the planets and the entire cosmos for the month's systematic two-week intervals of the new moon and full moon, plus the annual four to five eclipses, this is your Moonbeam team. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, host of Talk Cosmos, an evolutionary astrologer and consultant, plus a certified color energy coach. I explore creative expression as an artist, a musician, and write abundantly, stories to poetry. I love investigating mythology's language, philosophizing eternity, and I'm a perpetual student of life, seeing oneness of body, spirit of people, animals, and nature. I'm Elizabeth Liz Machette, certified astrologer, sacred healing counselor, taroist, and numerologist providing individual consultations, teaching and tutoring internationally, co-author of Gateways to Change, Keys to Navigating the Seas of Life, 
currently facilitating workshops in Marysville and Camino Island, Washington. And I'm Sarah Stromley, a craniosacral therapist and founder of Brain Body Therapy in Kirkland, Washington. I'm an evolutionary astrologer that incorporates different forms of coronary, location mapping, and medical astrology into my practice. I enjoy uncovering flower and mineral frequencies that also support the mind-body coherence that aid in the healing journey. And as Albert Einstein said, energy is never destroyed. Energy only changes. Amen. Or however, hallelujah, whatever you want to say. But the point is always Liz at this particular point is away for this month. She'll be back for the next cycle. And we have a wonderful new member, eternally new Justin Crockett. And his recording is yet to come as things all happen in due time. And Justin, he's an archetypal astrologer. He's an astrology numerologist consultation expert, I might say, a spiritualist medium. He communicates with spirit because he it heals relationships and it's a goal, he says, of mediumship across realities and it's part of his life purpose. And he does different readings and conducts sciences. Sciences. Boy, Sue, if I could talk. See, this is where <laughs> Justin, by you speaking this, it won't be so awkward with my tongue. But Justin, I'm thrilled to have here. He's a certified meditational teacher, certified Reiki practitioner, and, and specializes in animal Reiki, which animals are my, oh, I love the animals. Well, thank you and hello. <laughs> Glad to Thanks. see you both again as we traverse this terrain and our story making. And I think story making was important to me because Justin, you've brought that up a lot about stories. And you're both, well, we all adhere to the Cancerian storyline, the moon, rules cancer and it tells us our emotional stories and in this one with the new moon soon in Aquarius there's so many ways to go how to hone it in to get started with this but you know I think part of it is looking back I find because we have mercury out about we have mercury retrograde right now just as a on the scenario, right? Despite the moon or anything, Mercury is retrograde still. Venus is retrograde as we speak. And Mars is out of bounds. So the personal planets are talking a lot or feeling a lot or acting a lot. So that's part of this program. And I find that I was noticing back that, you know, kind of looking ahead, what were some of the signatures that are kind of happening because everything seems incremental because the moon we know changes, you know, phase by phase. It's the fastest moving 13 degrees in a day. Every two and a half days, it's going to a new sign. And so I was noticing that there is this conjunction of the personal planets, Venus and Mars, the creative element ahead in Aquarius, but just behind us not long ago, it was in Capricorn. So at any rate, the point was, is that I was thinking we're really reflecting a lot as we speak, just to kind of get this started, of where we've been, you know, what's the nature of changes, because that seems to be, well, the transitional part, major, 
you know, I mean, happening. So however either of you would like to contribute in this with that. Uh, any other thought or those go ahead. I'd love yeah, to go ahead, Sarah. I think the the Aquarius um new moon that's um is yay, like you're the tiger, water tiger. Um and the mid degrees of Aquarius with Saturn. Um it the Aquarius energy there really likes to break from the norm. And I'm seeing this as a repeating pattern in this chart. And um but Saturn is so so strong here. And I was pondering like how does this express? Because there's so much of this Saturn kind of heaviness around some of this stuff, but also this desire to break and break from norms and have new experiences. And I came into a story about this marine creature um, that's called the flatworm has been making a startling <laughs> progression where in France it was discovered that they have migrated onto the land. And in a lot of these coastal areas around Europe and especially in France and some other countries as well, um, they're finding that this particular flatworm um, is making the land infertile because it loves to eat earthworms. And the problem of it is that... Um, Another problem to that <laughs> is that it is a hermaphrodite, which kind of is an Aquarian expression to me as well, yes. like having this unusual uh, relationship with gender. And um, it can impregnate itself every two weeks, and it produces 10 babies. And those 10 babies grow within two weeks, and they have 10 babies. And so it's this compounding effect that's just um, taking out the earthworm, which produces so much nitrogen and phosphorus and minerals to the soil. And this is also kind of another similar theme is that there's this big trend of getting into mushrooms, like mushroom hunting. And mm. there's a synergistic relationship that trees and mushrooms have that also where they feed off of each other they create a nitrogen phosphorus situation that feeds all the other plants and soil around it as well as you know the sugars that are released there so um so there's these these themes of that saturn square uranus and um, where it and that Uranus is in Taurus, so there's a theme of like what brings us excitement and joy and enjoyment, um, may not be sustainable, so uh, something that needs to shift that structure that I, needs to shift. It's it's very illuminating and it's a great introduction 
because I agreed when I was reviewing some of my own um, notes through other people like vibrational astrology because uh, Linda um, I had on early, um, for the solstice and so I get her vibrational letter and she was saying that since one of the, the, the themes happening until this new moon is disrupting the normal course of our lives. So when you talk about these worms that are disrupting the earthworm, just prey and predator, back to that old you know reality that we live in, um, displacing, you know, because earthworms also create a lot of irrigation. You know, they dig in the ground and they create all that stuff. And it's true, this Uranus and Aquarius, which we have a lot of energy happening because the Saturn's right next to the sun and the moon and it's in Aquarius. So, you know, and, and Uranus, it's the old and the new. We're in this huge transition focus. Yeah. And mushrooms, who was I talking with about mushrooms? Mushrooms, this is a little bit of a tangent, but mushrooms actually bring in air and displace like we do carbon dioxide, unlike the others. Anyway, I think there's a big, if we could start farming mushrooms, that would be the answer. Justin, I know even on this thought or another thought you can add to this as we cook our <laughs> brew here. What's yeah, your well, I, I really, I just to add on to what Sarah's saying there, I think, um, you know, you're talking about a lot of stuff about, you're talking about earth sign right now, you know, the, the flat, the earthworms, the mushrooms. And, you know, I, we're get it just feels like to me, we're getting this last messages of Capricorn energy done with, you know, we've really been dealing a lot with Capricorn for the last two years. Right. I mean, Saturn, Jupiter through there in 2020. And, you know, here we've got Mars, having just moved into Capricorn, won't be in there long, and then Venus in Capricorn. And so we're getting this last vestiges of this change of structure because Pluto's still there. It's going to be there for at least another year and a half or so. But there's also an asteroid currently going through Pluto, right? I mean, through uh, Capricorn right now called Phallos. And, and from the Greek myth, mythological standpoint, it represents sudden change. And, and, and it just, it's really, it's sort of like a mini Pluto going there, tearing up that structure. And you're saying the last vestiges of, you know, you and Sarah have talked about the last vestiges, what we have to let go of until we move into Aquarius energy with this, this moon. And I'm kind of feeling this is the last vestiges of that change of structure the last of that capricorn energy as we move into february we get you know venus and mars get out of capricorn and and we now know of course saturn and jupiter are out of capricorn but we're still kind of getting a little bit of that finishing out of change of structure into into what aquarius is bringing in and, and new beginnings and um and i love how it's on the lunar new year by the way i i'm a water tiger i was born in okay. water tiger in 1962 hey. so so this it's the one time that uh you know that and i think that kind of lends to a year of courage and new beginnings as we move out of this change of structure so i'm seeing with some clients you know i'll give you a, a, an example there's a client i have she's having oral surgery right now and guess what phallus is in capricorn in her third house of communications 
And so she's having change of structure of the mouth. So wherever Phallus is in Capricorn right now, we're seeing sort of wherever that shows up in a person's chart where they're having some of that last vestiges of change of structure happening. So, so I think this is a real positive thing moving into Aquarius. Oh, I love it. You know, for myself, that's in my third house and a fourth house. And I'm thinking, oh, but back, yes, this all ties together. And I'm thinking also with the Aquarius, it's networking, you know, it's the traditional was ruled by Saturn's we know, and now by Uranus of, you know, Uranus in itself is a planet that goes sideways and backwards. It's, it breaks the rules, just like you had indicated, Sarah, you know, it's changing the pattern and the rhythm. But what I noticed in the news was that uh, in sports, that the Kansas City, and I'm not a sports person, so pardon me, folks, if I get some of this wrong, but the fact was that they, it's a new kind of energy to be collaborative and very supportive. And I think really demonstrates where we're headed because vibrational things kind of lead forward. We haven't yet got the, I mean, when I got, we haven't reached that point of the new moon, have we? But as just an indication of this Aquarian energy, because as we know too, if we look back, as we had mentioned back in 2020, the grand conjunction with the big, the big guys, Saturn and Jupiter, that every 20 years kind of shift our social structure, which is an Aquarius and air, just for the astrologers and to give that constant Aquarian theme that we're somehow manifesting and negotiating. But the point was back to Kansas. Kansas City decided that they would, if I have it right, gather up funds to give to the other team. Now, maybe that's because it was in Kansas City that the game, the Buffalo Bills were playing. Well, anyway, the Buffalo Bills lost, as it turned out, if I have that straight. But they got all this money, like a lot of money, like $14,000, meaning that then they could, according to this broadcast, advertise how they were giving it. And there were children, of course, and hospitals and all these beneficial elevating issues that, as far as astrology goes, it's like, elevating the community for better that's the higher purpose of it and also in this polarity point the children you know of leo it's like wow it's most amazing so hopefully and i i don't know how the flatworms are going to work into this but <laughs> maybe <laughs> they'll become fuel for for composting or something i don't know i i think we need to maybe uh press upon some chefs to come up with some really good gourmet recipes for that include round worms. And a so star goes send, out, worms are in. <laughs> yeah, so we can send all those mushrooms hunters out for round wor or flatworms, so. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, it is amazing. So. Did you, uh, did you want me to, I was going to talk about if we looked at the chart, I was going to um, uh, read the Sabian symbols for the new yeah. moon, which Jeez. I thought was interesting. Yeah, so you it's at 12 degrees, right? So um, the 12 degree Sabian symbol, the, the uh, mantra for that is on a vast staircase stand people of different types graduated upward, which speaks to sort of the necessity recognizing differences of types and levels of development 
whenever we live and work together. And, and then, of course, the 13 degrees. So it's, it's talking about the natural progression of states of consciousness as we move forward that Aquarian energy. And then, of course, 13 degrees, what we're moving towards is a barometer is the key thing there. And so it's the ability to kind of discover natural facts so allow us to plan for and advance for action. So it's sort of this anticipation. So um, I thought that was kind of interesting. Ooh. Very powerful. I like, particularly there was another, just, well, hopefully briefly, but um, I belong to the Center for Biological Diversity. And speaking of Earth and the land we live in, the world we live in, and it was mentioning about utility bills. And I'm thinking like here, if we are trying to get different states of consciousness, it well, and I don't know how political this might be. I hope it's not too political. But just the fact, just sticking to the facts that is this true, according it is true, that some of our energy uh, companies that we automatically pay our bills to are actually supporting lobbyists that act against the betterment for ecological needs. Which So meaning that awareness that is this what we want? Well, maybe not for some of us. Maybe some of us do. So the point was, is it isn't as interesting where there's this stairway in a sense of consciousness, either you're once again for maybe protecting the ecology or else maybe no, or for the re for whatever purposes might be gained for just uh, resources that benefit, you know, I'm not going to elaborate, but the point is, is barometer yeah, going ahead, forward, trying to garner support of aligned. The planet really seems like it is our mutual ground that somehow is going to motivate and pull us together. That's fascinating. Did you have further thoughts? And then, Sarah, did you about how you would interpret like stairways upward and states of consciousness and barometer of what? I'm just, yeah, I'm just thinking of all the massive climate change events that we've had in recent months and in the last year. I mean, the Northeast is just getting a historic snow and windstorm and, um, well, it does, it does bring flooding. It, and, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's coming home to each of us. I think on another, maybe I will bring up another part of this um, season that we're in, you might say with the Aquarius, is is reaching for our dreams. You know, with Aquarius, it, it's really like that freedom, you know, between, it's that freedom of, and as we know also, Jupiter is in Pisces, which we know hasn't barriers because it's, the natural energies that the forces that we live with but so it's that that sense of freedom to really to leap out and to find that dream so maybe you know motivation might be yeah i'm stuck in a blizzard and i'm gonna get out of this who knows but <laughs> i i just notice and recognize that there is such a lack of fire in this chart that it's so heavy with earth air and i mean there's 
Chiron and, and Eris there, but they're squaring um, Venus and Mars and, and Eris is squaring, you know, that Mercury-Pluto. I'm glad you brought, Sarah, that is very important. If I may just pause right there with yeah. you, that I like, because it is really a fascinating uh, consciousness to realize the elements. And like, for instance, we're in the water tiger, not the earth or the metal or the wood, but the water tiger of emotion as we go forward. But here with Chiron in areas of identity, like is my identity okay? Can I manifest? Can I be who I am? Which is part of the natal identity issue of the United States because our natal is at 20 degrees, I think. It's a long time that Chiron in its orbit goes through Aries. So it's a it's been since 2018. So we're still in it and we're still young with it too. I mean, it's only nine degrees. But because you brought it up that it's squaring those two lovers of the zodiac, receptive desire, Venus of our energies and our choices and direction of, of Mars that are, have been together in conformity and structure and now gonna join ahead of time, breaking the rules in Aquarius, you might say, disrupting them. Yeah, so it's like, how do I fit? Am I, all of this is open territory, isn't it? Of how making that hard choices of, because with if that's the fire, fire, how would you identify? Fire, fire? Yeah, fire is like inspiration and um, just flash awareness and, and, psychic ability in that way in a flash yeah. type thing but um i just, just think that there's you know there's you know neptune and and jupiter are definitely helping with the spiritual side of it but there's but the fire is really what motivates <laughs> so yeah. um well is, then we um, must be in a very with within moment and i think that yeah. is part of this whole chart of coming up is that the time is within that's what i was figuring that it is time to uh, ponder and the stairways as we know and and what to how how to move forward you know yeah so, you know i i i agree with her and i think i think you know what do we see here a large focus is that that we're now in a new stage of our relationships in the collective now. You know, we went through, we've been going through a difficult period over the last, through the pandemic, and we've kind of gone through this whole process of, of the, in the collective of anger and different values. And now we've moved into a different stage of relationship because as we know, Aquarius rules the 11th house formally. It's the, it's the air sign of communications in the collective. It's social media. It's, 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 you know, we're, so we're moving into heavy Aquarian energies to where back to that 12 degrees is about everybody's at a different stage, a level of life. And, and seeing that, yeah, we may be not agree with this person, but 
intellectually understanding that they're at their where path of where they're supposed to be at. And so we're all kind of at a different stage of relationship in the collective. And I think we also see this now with this whole thing going on with Russia and the Ukraine. And that's that's sort of that Mars and Capricorn energy coming in. But but it's it's realigning countries. It's it's realigning those relationships, that Aquarian energies of, you know, you now you've got help, you know, you got Finland and Norway finally stepping up and saying, okay, we're going to join NATO or our Sweden, Sweden and Finland mm. where they weren't before. So there's sort of this change of relationships going on in the collective. I think this will, um, that's kind of what we're talking about. That staircase, everybody's at a different level, and we're we're realizing where we are now in in our relationships in the collective. So I think that's going to be kind. Of, and then in this chart, we see look at all that stuff in the third house. In this particular chart, I know you've got it for Washington, D.C. Um, there's a lot there going on in the House of Communications. And and I think that's really going to be sort of a focus with this um, Aquarian new moon. Where where do we where do I stand with my relationships in the collective? You oh, know? I love this. Thank you both. This is like a transition as we're going to take a little break and come back. But really communicating how our changes are with, with with uh, Mercury and Pluto right next door to each other. And like you say, in that same territory with the structure and the lights gone out, what will we see when we return? Well, we will find out with the Moonbeam team. We have Sarah Stromley and Justin Crockett-Elsie. And this is January 30th, I never did say. See you back. we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the Yang period of Aquarius, ruled modernly by Uranus and Saturn in traditional astrology by the ancients. By leaving a cycle based on governing structures through both man-made and universal laws, Aquarius breaks established patterns, permitting the energy of freedom, just as its ruling planet Uranus spins on its side and orbits backwards. As a fixed air sign represented by the water bearer pouring the spirit of cosmic energy, Aquarius seeks to find like-minded, intuitively aligned souls to connect in social groups for the elevation and improvement of all. Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So... Grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha and enjoy the show. Hi there. This is Shannon Hayes from Seattle, Washington. I'm an evolutionary astrologer, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk 1150 AM, where we unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk 1150. 
we're back again. This is Top Cosmos Leading Edge Conversations with the Moonbeam Team, which we return once a month. And we're talking about the Aquarius New Moon, which will be on uh, February 2nd. And then we've discussed that in a bit, and we'll use this whole tied in storyline. But the one that follows in its next chapter is going to be the Leo full moon on the 16th of February. But I wanted, it was interesting that, oh, and I want to mention that Missing is Liz. She'll be back next time to join us. And um, because for those that might tune in each time, have noticed, but we're happily forging along here with this trio. And, and I listened to Shannon because all the astrologers bring up all this part of the, the whole network. People have a voice and Shannon was on the cosmic collaboration for a long time. And she also is a Mayan astrology and it was astro. Anyway. Um, so I follow the Mayan astrology and that was part of what I wanted to bring up. So it was interesting that synchronistically for whatever importance, I'm bringing all this attention. But the point is that the Mayan astrology goes in 13 day segments called Tresenas. And it has a whole 22-day uh, calendar of, 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 of signs, you might say, to thinking of it like the, the Western astrology that we know. So the point is that the one we're in right now is about power and wisdom. It's called Khan, K-A-N. And so every day has a new development of what that power and, and, and wisdom might be that we're we're coming across. It's very much like Scorpio in a way. We can think of it that way because our nodes, there's so many changes that have happened. Just in the last week or so, we've changed from our whole uh, nodal system, lunar nodal system of energies. And for astrologers, it's important for the rest of you folks that aren't so keyed in like this obsession that the rest of us have. It's still good to notice that the paint has changed in your home. It's no longer the same hue. We've got different hues going. And it's with Taurus, which is more about resources, and Scorpio, the exchange of those resources, and in, uh, um, and with, when it spit it out, Sue, um, power and wisdom, thank you. Yes, back to the, that, back to the story. So when it comes to the second of, of February, part of that is a number six day representing family and stability and integrating what I found fascinating uh, aspects in spiritual aspects into the physical realms, which is so much like our the energies of the of the nodes that we're experiencing. And I think in some ways we could look at it like why Aquarius has, if you'd agree with me, at least evolutionary wise, it's seen that can be trauma. You know, it's not just innovation and breaking away, but in that breaking away, we, it's hard to catch up with all the changes. Like Justin, you were wonder, mentioning, which I totally, which we all realize that you brought attention to the fact that we have been and I guess I did in the beginning, that we're reviewing and changing in this ladder of, 
of consciousness that the moon is asking us, the new moon is asking us to do of, uh, of, of, of going forward, but looking back and renegotiating the new terms of, of our alliances and everything. I think we've all spoken of that. Oh boy. So I guess that was an intro and a bit of the past and maybe we should look at, go ahead with any comments or should we look at the full moon right now? What's your thoughts? <laughs> I just wanted to point out that I thought it was interesting that this new moon at 12 degrees is also conjunct uh, the fixed star dorsum, which I was bursting at the seams to talk about last time, but I didn't want to sound too gloom and doom <laughs> because of its significations with earthquakes. Um, but uh, we did experience uh, the Tunga eruption that was the biggest in 30 years. It, it blew ash and even into space, it, you know, it was just the shockwave from that just could be felt and seen around the world. Um, it was just quite amazing. Um, so I'm not saying we're going to have another earthquake, but maybe the, I mean, there has been, I mean, just a few days ago, there was another 6.2 earthquake. The other one was, I think, 6.8. So and there's another hot spot that's kind of about a hundred miles north of there that they're kind of watching too. So we'll see. I well, mean, Maui had one of four point something. Now it didn't affect us, but it, it is interesting, Sarah, that with this um, your astute awareness of it, because it does. How can I say? It brings into our consciousness the fact that there is some. We can think of it as mysterious almost, how these connections, these, there's a greater energy force to how we associate the, the world. As Hermes says, you know, as above, so below, as below, so above. And, um, and maybe it is of great use to see that there's physicality that we could measure in some of these these ways, just like there were 12 apostles for however one looks upon the Christian um, belief system or religion, whatever you call it. And I've often thought that's because there's at least 12 ways to hear things, right? 12 ways to say things. So in other words, there is with the, like you brought up with this fixed star that's in close alignment from where we are looking out in that pattern um, an energy that that does seem to interact with us. It's like one more validity of, oh my goodness. And another signification just from the ancients indicated that um, with the sun and Mars at that point of 12, 13 degrees, that um, it could be a significator of venomous bites um, so if you're a snake handler, <laughs> use more caution during that day. But it, I, to me, it's almost symbolic of, um, being aware of those that are full of venom and, um, and using caution when. Well, the good, the bad, the ugly is part of life. And I, we met, we could talk 
certainly some changes are, well, it's like trash and treasure, right? If you ever go thrifting, it's like what one person doesn't want, somebody else does want. And again, you go back to the flatworms, maybe there's a good for all that. Although I don't think getting rid of earthworms is so great. But yeah, we, we can't deny what is. And then again, it's, it's how to interpret, how to interpret. Maybe we should go into the full moon, yeah, and ricochet from that. Let's see what that chart looks like, if our illustrious leader can give us the next slide. Uh, let's see. Oh, the next one after that, please. Yeah, thank you so much. Okay, this is a Leo at the very end, almost 28 degrees, which people will say numerically there's 30 degrees in a in a sign that 28 is like the culmination of everything it is in the best. And it was back come to think of it, what Regulus was for years. Now it's moved to zero degrees Virgo because the fixed stars move one degree every 72 years. But this would be on the 16th and I'm squinting because my screen is little, pardon me, at 11.56 a.m. in the East Coast. So. Go figure on your case. That's just fascinating. Amazing. Yeah, it's just exact that where you have the arrow uh, pointing to the Venus and Mars. It's isn't that incredible? Yes. Degree of 16 degrees, 56, 57 minutes. Um, just incredible. Well, then I have a little bit off and I correct myself now because we're heading towards um, two conjunctions with Venus Mars. And I, I, I flipped myself. On the 16th, they're going to be exact in Capricorn. And on March, I have it down March or 3rd or March something, it's going to be at zero degrees Aquarius, which could be a trigger also for that grand conjunction back in January 21st, 2020, when they connect it, you know, for the next 200 years in air. So here we have, as we call it, the cosmic lovers, but the creation force, you could also say, perhaps. Yes, on that full moon. Well, I, I like how you said the word creation force, because when we think about the moon in Leo, we're talking about creativity, right? You know, Leo rules the fifth house of creativity and children and moon in Leo is creativity. And, and if I may, I want to read the Sabian symbols that, um, so, because it is, it, it is 27.59 technically, um, read the, what we're, what we're in and then what we're moving towards. So the 27 degrees, um, archetype is an ancient pottery bowl filled with fresh violets. And from, um, um, Dane Rudyard, Dane Rudyard, who was a famous astrologer, his take on us was it spoke to the importance of traditional skills and artistic values, deeply rooted in man's instinctive feelings and frames of reference for our authentic emotions. So there's a creative aspect here with this. And then, of course, the 28 degrees, what we're moving towards, um, the... Um, the archetype is a tree felled and sawed to ensure a supply of wood for the winter, which kind of speaks to mm. what we were talking about before with that barometer of the, you know, the barometer. It's sort of this um, perception of what's coming up. So this in case talks about knowledge and skill used in um, 
<clears throat> natural surroundings for the, the, the satisfaction of basic needs for what's coming up in the future, intelligent foresight. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's all right. Thank you. That's really a great illumination to ponder because especially in a full moon, they're apart. I mean, that 28 degrees, 27 degrees relates both to the moon and to the sun. You know, the sun of our ego, our, how we incorporate everything and our moon as we reflect our emotions and our story and habits and everything else of our security. And it, it, it is, I think, interesting to think of the wood because that thinks, I, I think a lot of preparation, right? Wood heats us, wood is energy. It, we cook our food from ancient days on wood. I mean, with fire, right? Yeah. I think both of these things really kind of speak to me about um, um, skills, skills. Mm. And, you know, before, you know, that Aquarius new moon was talking about sort of the energy and the collective and how we're all different and how we're getting along. And But now we we're with a Leo moon, which kind of speaks to what what in a lot of respects we all try to um, creatively manifest within the collective. And so we're kind of focused more on the skills, the creative artist, the, the what what are we going to do? Creativity as you know, from a creative outset as we go forward, um, skills, skills and um, yeah, our skills, our creativity and skills. What I find interesting about that Sabian that you mentioned with the pottery filled with fresh violets, um, violet flower essence is one that I. I've heard described as treating the um, the sense of over fear of being oneself, you know, those that lack confidence and really immersing themselves in social situations and being true to themselves because they feel that it's just going to be washed out by the group think. And oh, that's amazing because that's what yeah. Leo's trying to do, which is yes, you know, Leo's about here. presenting so. authentic self. I love how you you connected to the violets. That's awesome, and it, that's a flower essence, not the essential oil. Yeah, it just that, right? helps with the emotional side of that side side of it. But yeah, I noticed that there's a yod here that goes to that moon, and that's between Mercury, Pluto um in that in those saturn signs and also um Pallas athena in mars and what, Pallas what? athena is about um about diplomacy <laughs> and negotiation especially in mars she's a little more direct with um with strategy and art of war type stuff and mars with pluto mercury's now i mean mercury with pluto mercury's now direct and it's been infused with that plutonian transformation need for really deep strat uh, deep thinking and deep considerations um but those are in harmony you know in sextile harmony to each other and then making that um, yod to the moon. So to me, that's again, like taking 
a sovereign stance for oneself. And um, if someone that you identify with isn't isn't being an authority in that area that best represents you, maybe the authority in that situation needs to be you like to step, to step into it. And to me, this whole water tiger year, this full moon in Leo really speaks to courage, having the courage to step into your own authority and to be yourself. I like that. I know I've been blipping in and blipping out. I have a, 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 a very Aquarius disruptive service today. <laughs> so anyway, um, <laughs> but I was going to comment that Mars is not out of bounds at this point. It's now in bounds. So really it's easier to probably manifest that Capricorn from what I gathered you were commenting. And courage is so much part of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great time with that Mars and Capricorn to like, okay, it's time to get moving, it's time to plan, it's time to get that structure set up. It's like, get off get off your seat and get going. But it's not fast, because it's not in a fire sign, but it's like, okay, I need to get forward moving with that structure. And that's, I think this, this conflict we're kind of seeing in Eastern Europe, it really kind of makes me think about that Mars and Capricorn, you know? Yeah, the, the tough love, conversation whether you know whether that's with with someone else or even with yourself (laughs) so for myself i will say that interestingly the day before i'm going to start an llc so that will be part of my chart you know i will with the conjunction there with the mars and venus um for top cosmos you know it's like we have in business and in government all these different layers of charts and so thinking of a business energy so it'll be interesting as you said you know uh, justin to get up and go it's like oh my gosh i've been wanting to now i won't have a choice but yeah water tiger year is a year that has more considerations around money too so Mm -hmm. uh, because water element in chinese uh, deals with money. So, you know what? Reminds me, we can't forget, or we must remember that just days after that, on the 20th, I believe, 22nd, I believe, will be the exact, according to if the, depending on the chart you use, the United States Pluto return. So, of course, we're in that really intense orbital influence for last year going like culminating at that point and then hitting like a gong three times once in july a second time in july and then in december so yes when you said about the water finances you know ours is in the second house and how do we reassess our resources and what's our values i know that's been a big comeback comment that we've been making but it's going to stay with us, yes. For what purpose? What purpose are we um, wanting yeah. to maybe? I mean, yeah. like our 
yeah, whether it's our electrical bill, whether it's donating to some team to, to help the other team or yes, go ahead. I was going to say those. Yeah. I think this clearly shows those nodes. You know, you're talking about you and Sarah were talking about it earlier, the nodes in uh, Taurus and Scorpio, the, the whole collective is kind of going through this reassessment of resources this year. And, um, you know, it, it, I think it makes resources, and I'd be curious what Sarah thinks about this. I think it makes the whole idea of concept of resources a little bit more volatile because Uranus is in Taurus there. But this is the time to really say, okay, I need to look at my resources this this, this year and a half. And, and um, it's a good time to look at new sources of income. But also with that Scorpio, Scorpionic energy with the... Uh, um, the south node of getting rid of stuff that um, of, of income or possessions or things we valued before that um, uh, that that don't serve us anymore. And so that, this is definitely a time this year is going to be all about the economy and and the stock market and our resources. And um, so that's that's what I, I, I gained for what you were just talking about. And I might just be, if Sarah's going to say something. Those what those lines are is because this full moon opposition is intention square, as we call it, to the nodes. So, yes, yeah. we are collectively thinking what's been passed, what's ahead, and thinking of how to make ourselves more sovereign, you might say. Because Taurus wants self-reliability. But, you know, part of that is with our artistic creativity part. And of course, when you talk about creativity, like how do we express and through music or art, the nonverbal ways, there's great, great potential there. I don't think we have too much time. Sarah, so yours. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's a number of things I could say here, but um, I just think that there's, with that Taurus energy as well it's i just it's a lot about finding one's purpose and mm. stepping into that uh more and more it's really important to do that the first quarter of this year um, and and it will be possible this is good yes but, but that energy uh, it, that that that's asking us how are we going to create i'm just now starting the artist way it's been around since the 70s. Julia Cameron wrote it. We went, yeah, we did that together. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm uh, in uh, writing my pages and, and developing. And it's like it a reminder that there's so many ways, whether we dance to a tune, just to feel that what's within. It's not all linear. You know, we've been through a whole time of Gemini, where I love Gemini, I am a Gemini, but it can keep you from A to B a little bit more. So right now we're going with the body and the senses. Yeah. Well, we have not too long. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sarah. Liz, we'll see you next month. And next week is going to be Planet Plus. And this is Top Cosmos Leading Edge Conversations. And please subscribe. Check out all our speakers, Top Cosmos, their bios and you can reach anybody and find out more about your life.
Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway.